Hello everyone, welcome to episode 38 of my art and self-improvement podcast. Woo! So hi, I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artist and I struggled with self-loathing, anxiety, depression, procrastination, hating myself and my art. And this is my weekly update on how I am improving my life and improving myself. If you are interested in knowing what it's like to work with me, I do consult calls that you can check in the description below. Okay, first guys, before we get into the episode, I am finally hosting a Draw This In Your Style challenge that is up on my Instagram right now. It would be so freaking amazing if you all participated. It's truly for a good cause. It's related to my favorite charity, so please check it out. If you prefer not to give money, that's totally okay. Then I just ask for your participation so that we can spread the awareness. Okay, on to today's topic. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm always excited, but this one's so exciting. I think it gets more and more exciting every single time. I really feel like I'm on an upward spiral right now, and I really think that this is what happens with mind work, right? I think that happens with art too. You like you you get better and then and then you get better and better and better and better as you keep practicing and as you keep going. Okay. All right. So, I've had my biggest breakthrough yet. I always think the last one was big, but this one is legit huge. Like it truly feels like my life before the breakthrough and my life after. It is the biggest shift I have ever felt. And with this breakthrough, I figured out how I improved my mindset so quickly. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today is how I did that so that um, you can have an idea of how you can do that for yourself with your own mindset. I truly have reached a new level of wholeness and self-love that I never thought was possible. And I did it in a year. What? (laughs) I did a complete 180 in a year on my mindset. In a year. I discovered coaching and the teachings around coaching in January of 2018, so last year. And then I hired my coach around May, not not May, um, March or April of last year, of 2018. So, yep. Almost exactly a year from today. And there were a few breaks in between our coaching. So it it was about eight months of coaching. But total, about a year. And um, I improved so freaking quickly along that time. And let me first paint you what my brain and mindset was like before 2018. I hated myself. Loving myself was a daily struggle. I thought I was a total loser. I graduated high school and then went to school, went to college in New York City. Didn't make a single friend. I was so ashamed of that during my time there that I ignored all of my high school friends and just told them that I was really busy, that I was just too swamped with school to make it seem like I was really, you know, got it together. Fast forward a few years, I went through a pretty deep depression where I hated my work and my YouTube videos. I didn't think I was a real artist. I thought I sounded fake and uncool and I cringed at the sound of my own voice. 
I quit YouTube multiple times. I was really unhappy in my job, which I know now it wasn't the job's fault. And I would go home and did nothing about it. I just smoked a lot of weed and pretty much went comatose every single night. I beat myself up for my social anxiety. I was so scared of people and caring so much about what people thought. And then I stumbled onto travel articles and videos and how much they all say how traveling solo builds your confidence and cures social anxiety. And so then I announced that I was going to go on this massive year-long traveling journey and I imagined that it was going to be so much fun and everyone was going to be so jealous of me and many people were. I imagined having a life full adventure and laughs and that I was going to be doing so much growing and that this was it. This was what was going to finally fix my life and my feelings and how I viewed myself. And I accepted at that time that art was maybe just not for me. And I totally quit. I just thought I was going to open myself up to other career ideas, which I had never have done before up until that point. I really thought I was an artist for pretty much all of my life. And then three months into this finding myself journey, I ended up in the middle of nowhere, farmland, Australia. Middle of nowhere. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people live there who really loved it there, which is great, but it was really not where I saw my life. I thought I was going on, I was gonna go to Paris, I was gonna go to Europe, I was gonna go through, you know, Southeast Asia, I was just gonna see all these things. But nope. I was surrounded by sugarcane farms and fields for miles and miles. It was just me and my boyfriend for about a year in this house. I didn't make new friends. I didn't have that nomadic, adventurous life that I thought I was going to have. I had quit art and I was tentatively trying to get back in, but carrying so much shame and embarrassment from all of my very public quitting. And now I was another public embarrassment. I really thought travel was gonna do it for me, but here I am fucking everything up in my life again. I was so insecure and I was so disappointed in myself. I cried so much. I felt completely out of control. I was just so disappointed because I really believed throughout my life that I was going to do something big, that I was going to impress the shit out of other people, that I was going to throw it in the faces of anyone who ever looked down on me, even though the only person looking down on me was me this whole time. I was going to be like, ha! If you're listening to this, I know you can relate. You have a vision somewhere in there too that you're gonna make an impact, that you're gonna make a difference. Even when all these negative voices are so deafening, there's that soft, tiny voice that makes it through sometimes. It's why you even try. It's why you're even listening to podcasts like this, trying to better yourself and your art and your life. I get it. I watched the tutorials. I listened to the artist interviews. I read the FAQs of artists' websites looking for their secrets. But here I was, completely miserable and a failure. And now today, in 2019, 
I feel like I have won the lottery. It's a real sense of secureness and peace and lack of worry that is just absolutely crazy to me. If you told me to trade this feeling with a million dollars, I would never take it. I can't imagine moving forward in my business and in my life without without this. And this really has nothing to do with how the outside, the circumstances of my life, because I didn't feel like this like, you know, two weeks before. It all changed because of my thoughts and the way I was thinking. And it really feels like I really, really kept my promise to my teenage self, the girl who hated herself. The moment that I learned from Brooke and her podcast, and I've told this story before, but the image came into my head of me hugging my teenage self and telling her that I'm gonna get us out of here. And I've kept that promise. And it's amazing that this is only the beginning. So let me illustrate what I did to improve so fast and some things you might not like. Number one, I had a hungry commitment towards self-improvement. I was completely and utterly not sold on my life and on my mindset. It was fucking exhausting to hate myself. And I was done. I was not doing it anymore. And I was going to do everything to change this. I was in the kitchen when I heard the first episode of Brooke's podcast. The day before, I had been crying and fantasizing about the world blowing up and thought things like, Could I do it? Could I kill myself? Could I go there to solve how I feel right now? Because this really, really sucks. My ex and I were fighting so much. We loved each other a lot, but we also just wanted to control each other because we we just did not accept each other. I was feeling like the most crazy person in the world. I was crying a ton and hating my life. Like, how the hell did I end up here again? How did I royally screw up my life again? Everyone must be laughing at me. And then I heard Brooke in the little speaker we had while I was washing dishes tell me that my thoughts create my feelings. And then she taught me how to change my thoughts. And it was game over. It turns out I wasn't crazy and I was just completely hooked. I listened to all of her podcasts and then I found other personal development podcasts and I found the books they recommended. But the Life Coach School podcast, Brooke's podcast, for me was truly the missing link. I've read self-help books in the past and they felt really great, but then I would get so disappointed that I didn't change from them that I then avoided self-help books. Brooke's teachings and her model gave me like this amazing daily habit and also like a framework, um, a way to kind of organize, organize the the thoughts and the resources that I found so that then I wasn't just consuming, I really knew how to apply it. And I believed her. 
that my thoughts are choices and for me to think a different way, I just have to practice finding and thinking new thoughts. I really, really believed her that that was true. So I did everything she told me, which was to first just start out doing a thought download every single morning and to do two models. If you guys want to listen or hear, sorry, if you guys want to learn more about that, I really recommend checking out her podcast, the Life Coach School podcast. One of her episodes is called like the self-coaching model. Um, I, you'll, you'll just scroll, scroll all the way down, go to, go to the very beginning and listen to that. Okay. So some of you guys are still sold on your current life and that's totally a hundred percent. Okay. There's no reason to change. Right. But if you want something different, you're going to have to not be sold on it. You're going to have to like, you know, you're going to have to like want a new life so much more than this one and it's not to hate your current life at all but it's it's that you want it so much that you're willing to be uncomfortable for it that you're willing to take the action okay number two this is the one that i think a lot of people might not like because this doesn't feel good this is not like you know a tip it's like it's not going to be comfortable so brooke taught me that I need to take full responsibility for my feelings, that nothing actually ever causes my feelings except for me, my own thoughts. So if something annoyed me or if I felt insulted or if I felt scared or anything, it's completely on me. So I was like a heat-seeking missile with my triggers. If I ever thought someone disrespected me, I practiced so hard to turn it back on me and think, okay, what did I believe about myself that caused me to feel disrespected? Like what part of me agreed with that person so that I then felt the feeling of disrespected? So that means ultimately there was somewhere in me that I was not respecting myself. Literally everything is a projection, always. Someone's opinion about me is about them, and my opinion about another person is about me. I studied my triggers like crazy. If I felt shame because my ex said something, usually I would respond with lashing out and getting really hangry and hurt and insecure, and then feeling completely out of control and helpless because I couldn't change him. And then the first time I ever caught myself to to really take a look at the shame that I was feeling instead of reacting to it and then just looking at it and just studying it and finding the thought and just sitting with it, it was crazy. That was, I had never done that before. And I didn't realize I was doing that at the time um, that I was like this, I was really looking for my triggers. I was like, really like studying it. And now that I realize it, I mean, I'm even more hungry to find my triggers and, and really understand them. Okay. Number three, I was constantly pushing my box, the human brain box and just studying the mind more and more. The human mind has a box. This is what we would call your perspective or someone's perspective. It's a box inside our mind. No matter how open-minded somebody is, there's still a box in there. And every day, and really for me, most of my waking hour, I am working on being super aware 
and pushing the edges of my box and cracking it and, and expanding it as much as I can and, and thinking where I could be wrong. I love it personally. I think it's fascinating. And then on top of that, I have a coach who helps me see my box. It's much, much, much easier for another person to see your box since they're not in it. And so she can really help me understand my limiting beliefs and all the ways I'm actually holding myself back because it's always us that's holding ourselves back. We might think that it's these external things. It's, it never is. So my coach has helped me with that like crazy. And it's different than having a friend because friends are inclined to believe your stories. A coach is a trained, unbiased third party who really is there to like dedicate an hour of her time to taking a look at your mind. But it's not just her. This goes back to that hungry commitment that I had where outside of my work with her, I'm reading books, I'm coaching myself daily. I, I think, and I think the combination of the two has helped me grow and change in lightning speed. And then number four, I have the best freaking tools in the industry. Not all coaches are made the same. Nothing beats the tools and the philosophy and the way of coaching from the coaches of the life coach school. I will fight anyone that says otherwise. Well, actually I won't, of course. <laughs> I will love them unconditionally and allow them to have their thoughts, but I believe this with a like undying fire. The proof is within me. It's because of these tools and just dedicating seriously at least 15 minutes a day of using them and taking a look at my mind and then also like getting feedback from my coach that I was able to like really maximize on my learning. And so, you know, to illustrate this, let me just describe to you how I got my breakthrough last week. So I took this breathwork workshop. If you've, if you've been hearing about this at all, I don't know how popular this is outside of Bali, but seriously, if you've heard of something called breathwork, go try it. My breakthrough wasn't actually from the breathwork itself, but I think the act of taking classes that have to do with wellness can really help you gain more evidence that you are somebody that cares about yourself and loves yourself. But what actually created the breakthrough for me was not the breathwork class, though it was really amazing and I had a profound experience. It was that I noticed I was pretty afraid to let myself fully experience whatever the experience was. I was scared that people would think I was weird or embarrassing for how I reacted. And then so I went home and I did a thought download and I just asked myself a lot of good questions like, okay, if I was totally confident, how would I show up? How would I act? How would I approach art or my business and people? And I just wrote. I just wrote and I explored my mind and I realized that I was embarrassed of my reaction because I've equated confidence with perfection. That I'll only love myself once I'm this perfect, cool, confident girl who is just totally unfazed and just so chill, you know? Like, she doesn't get into stuff like this. She's just like, you know, she's just like really calm and collected and she's like, doesn't act silly or stupid. Like, she's just so cool, you know? And once I'm like that, and then once I'm perfect, then I will love me. And then I will let myself be who I am. And so 
something totally switched for me. It was like, if I was living in a ditch because I completely, utterly failed and had no money, no friends, I would still 100% totally love myself. If I say something super stupid and embarrassing and wrong, I would still totally love myself. If I grow old all by myself, I would still totally love myself. And from there, I felt a richness, a wealth that I've never felt before. I felt a high that I've never felt before. And it's better than any drug or alcohol or any, like, experience I have ever taken, ever. Nothing beats this sense of well-being. But this was built on all the previous breakthroughs I've had and the daily work and the practice of self-awareness and self-coaching and committing to seeing my coach every week. I feel like when I describe it, it doesn't feel and sound as profound. It's kind of like, what? How did you get your mind to do that? It was because I set it up to do that with all the practice that I've done, with all the, you know, like listening to like positive stuff over and over and over again and then practicing thinking it over and over again, like literally saying it to myself every day, putting it on post-it notes, writing it down, like just this, it's like, it's like work, it's like brain gym, it's exercise. So it was actually that heat-seeking like quality that I had for the triggers, not the breath work that gave me the breakthrough. I just was, I'm obsessed with understanding myself. I'm obsessed with getting to know myself. And this reminds me of two movies I watched recently. It's called I Feel Pretty and Isn't It Romantic? Where at the end of the movie, the female leads, both of them, realizes that self-love is the answer, right? That it turns out what they really wanted ultimately is their love for themselves, not the guy. And and at the end of the movie, suddenly they are a new person the next day. And it's this immediate shift and they're just like totally different in an instant. It's not like that, guys. Sorry. Just like how practicing drawing a figure once is not going to suddenly make you a great figure drawing, it's the same thing with mindset. Just one thing, right? Doing it one time is not going to make the change. It's the constant, it's the practice. And I think those movies, of course, they mean well, and I love the message behind it. Um, But I just remember watching those kind of movies a long time ago of, of movies with like really nice messages like that where a character has a big shift and thinking like like that's what it's supposed to be like that it's supposed to be this immediate shift that it's supposed to be I wouldn't say easy but it's like it's, this, it's the same feeling that I had after those reading self-help books and not like knowing you know how to really apply it until I found the model and then I and then I applied it every single fucking day so It doesn't mean, now that I like really feel this way, that it doesn't mean that I don't ever get triggered. Um, But I just don't believe any negative thoughts about myself or other people that quickly anymore. It's like it comes up and then I just like question it almost immediately. Like I question all of my negative thoughts about myself and then I decide purposely if I want to keep them. And so now 
this is the most insane thing to me. I consider myself officially a self-love expert. I can teach and coach anyone how to love themselves fully. And this is insane to me because I so believed I was somebody that hated myself for so freaking long. And I think it's so true that like the best teachers and the people who really like appreciate these things are the people who experienced the opposite in the past like it's like people really appreciate money now when they don't have money it's like people like homeless people totally appreciate having a home when they didn't have it and now it's just like oh my god this is amazing all right guys so um yeah thanks for listening if you are interested in learning how to love yourself if you're interested um in seeing what it would be like to work with me um check the description in the video all right i'll talk to you later bye